Hello, and welcome to a special month-long special edition of Best Ever or Guilty Pleasure. I'm your host, Jarrett, and I love movies. This month, with it being Halloween, we will be talking about scary movies. Today, we will be watching The Ring. Released in 2002, this movie caused quite a stir when it came out. I remember it being talked about as one of the scariest movies at the time. Right now, it's at a uh, 71% on Rotten Tomatoes, but with only a 43% audience score. That's more in line with what we see with ratings on Rotten Tomatoes, because the audience is usually more harsh. The movie stars Naomi Watts, Brian Cox, and Davy Chase as Samara. I don't remember the acting in this movie being particularly great. Uh, Naomi Watts and Brian Cox are probably the most famous of the bunch. The director was Gore Verbinski, who would go on to direct the first three Pirates of the Caribbean movies. He wouldn't direct another horror movie until 2016's A Cure for Wellness. He started out directing music videos, something he shares with the director of the last movie we watched, Edgar Wright. Gore also directed the famous Budweiser commercial, with the frog saying, Bud, wise, er. He certainly has an eclectic directing career. The synopsis of the movie is that a mysterious VHS finds itself in the hands of a journalist who is investigating the deaths of four teenagers who all had the tape in common. They all died seven days after watching the tape. After watching the tape herself, Rachel needs to solve the mystery surrounding the tape or risk dying herself. It seems like it's but it gets more and more convoluted as Rachel tries to solve the mystery surrounding the girl in the tape. As she goes deeper into the mystery, the closer she gets to the death. It's typical early 2000s horror. This is an American remake of a Japanese movie, Ring, which came out in 1998. I remember this being the first of many American remakes of famous Japanese horror movies. The Grudge, Dark Water, and Shudder are all examples. There is always an argument about which version is best, but we will have to talk about that later. I remember seeing this in theaters with some friends. We were all on a group date, and I went with a girl that I liked at the time. Scary movies, to my young, high school-aged mind, were the perfect date movies because your date would have to get close to you for comfort. Dumb, I know. But I remember liking the movie. Uh, It was scary, but not as bad as everybody was saying. It was definitely overhyped at the time. There were a lot of moments I remember, like the jump scare of the girl in the closet and the creepy drawing of the rings by Rachel's son. Uh, The tape itself is pretty iconic with the jump cuts of the creepy things and all the clues that Rachel eventually uses to solve Samara's mystery. This type of video was uh, parodied in The Office when Gabe uh, shows a video in the genre of uh, cinema of the unsettling. Of course, I remember Samara climbing out of the TV, dripping with water, coming to kill whoever watched the tape. That scene is always just iconic, and it was parodied over and over and over. Uh, I remember the whispered phrase, seven days, being a joke among many friend groups. Obviously, Scary Movie and its sequels were based in part on The Ring. Uh, The movie really became a phenomenon. The movie is extremely dated as well. Uh, the main forms of the um, the killings come from a VHS tape and a landline phone needed to call you uh, to tell you about your seven days before doom. 
both of these are largely obsolete. Uh, the last VHS tape was the movie A History of Violence in 2005. You can still buy VHS players on eBay for anywhere between $100 to even $500, or even more than that, actually. Landlines still exist, but are few and far between. I think you'd have to go really far out of your way to get murdered by the tapes nowadays. I remember the movie being very green visually. Uh, there was a murky feeling about the whole thing. Uh, I know that's tied to the backstory of Samara. Uh, the color grading is an important part of the movie uh, and definitely carefully considered, but it just seemed a bit weird. Uh, I also remember the marketing. Uh, the contents of the tape were shown as a commercial for a while before the release. It was kind of creepy, and I don't remember it even showing the name of the movie, which caused a lot of controversy back in the day. Uh, this was 2002, so Google was there, but it wasn't really as much of a powerhouse as it was today. I remember using Dogpile, I think, <laughs> as my uh, search engine. Next up, I will watch the movie. And I will take notes and see what I report back in a bit. I will be talking in detail about the movie, so spoilers ahead. Uh, now is your chance to watch the movie again or for the first time if you don't want anything spoiled. Uh, the question I will be trying to answer is, is the movie the best ever or is it just a guilty pleasure? Let's find out. And we're back. I have to say, um, I have a lot to say about this movie, so let's begin. Uh, I think I would also need to talk about the sequels a bit in order to do it ju some justice, so here's an additional spoiler warning for those. So this movie is not nearly as scary as I remember it. Uh, there are a few jump scares, but they didn't really land the same as they did whenever I watched this movie a long time ago. I guess I just remembered this movie a bit differently. And I'll also just come out come right out and say it. Uh, this was not as good as I remember. Uh, I thought more about the story, and, and it's really not all that great. I, I was left with a lot of questions, which normally would be a good thing. Uh, so, I mean, thinking of Inception, a movie that I talked about a few weeks ago, there are a lot of questions left on the table with that movie. But that seemed intentional, though. It, it garnered a sense of, of wonder. I wanted to speculate about that movie. But with this movie, I feel like a lot of it was just kind of left out or not explained well. I kind of had to speculate just to even understand the story. Uh, for example, the copying of the tape. When Noah died before Rachel, even though she watched the tape before him, it, it was confusing. Uh, she didn't really think anything of it until the very end. She remembered that she copied the tape. She also made the assumption that Samara wanted people to see the tape. So she put two and two together and then copied the tape to save her son. See, also, see, she also knew that she would doom someone else, but she did her due diligence and trying to help Samara, and that's, that's it. Samara will keep on killing, but not Rachel and her son. The fact that the tape needed to be copied in order to skip the curse happened at the very end and was also the resolution of the movie, and that was kind of lazy, in my opinion. There's also the question about the blurred faces. Uh, why are people's faces blurred after they watch the tape? No, really, why? It's never really explained. It's almost as if the creators of the movie found a cool Photoshop filter that blurred faces and wanted to use it. In trying to find a reason online, all I could really find is that it may emphasize the fate of the person who watched, uh, watched the movie. 
um, they they mean the distorted face um, and looking like you drowned even though you were nowhere near water. Again, it's 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 pretty lazy. Oh, and the whole seven days thing. Uh, it is sort of odd that a ghost who kills people would give you a time limit, but the reason for the time limit makes no sense. It's said in the movie that it was probably how long Samara lived while in the well. And that's why it's called the ring, because the light around the lid of the well formed a ring, uh, and this was the last thing that Samara saw before she died. It's only mentioned by Noah, and I don't believe it's ever really confirmed. And again, lazy. I mentioned in the intro that this was a remake of a Japanese movie, which was based on a Japanese novel. Clearly, the Japanese version is superior in this case, and it provides a lot more context to what's going on. Uh, apparently, the curse is not a curse at all, it's actually a virus. It was created with a mix of the smallpox virus and the original antagonist, Sadako, the Japanese version of Samara, um, and her, her DNA, the mixture of those two, is what created the virus. It was transferred into the tape, somehow, uh, and she used it to attack her victims seven days after and caused them to have a heart attack. Uh, it's mentioned in this movie that the um, Katie, the original person who, who died and the reason why Rachel is on the case, did have a heart attack, um, but again, it's, it, it's just kind of almost glossed over at that point. At the core of the story, this is a story about a tortured young woman who gained evil powers as a result of terrible things that happened to her. Kind of. It's never really explained where those terror, where those uh, powers came from. Um, it's revealed in subsequent films that Samara's biological mother was taken hostage by a priest who was also Samara's biological father. Um, her mother escaped, had Samara, and tried to drown her before Samara was taken away from her. Her biological mother spent the rest of her life in a mental institution. Surprisingly, she is one of the few people that Samara does not kill in these movies. Um, she actually just dies uh, of, you know, at a, at a certain point, like whenever she's older. Uh, her father, uh, the priest who originally kidnapped her mother, blinded himself to save himself from Samara's powers. When she was uh, awoken as a result of the First Ring movie, she cured his blindness at one point just so she can kill him, which is all sorts of messed up. Supernatural horror is meant to scare you by creating something that cannot be explained by normal means. This whole movie attempts to explain Samara's life and the reason she is killing people. Rachel sets out to stop it. She believes she destroys the tape at the end, only to find the copy underneath the couch. Instead of destroying that copy, she copies that one to try to save her son. She then gives up on trying to understand and just becomes an agent for Samara and her curse. She hides the copies in a video rental store and it starts to spread more. Rachel gets brought back into the tape's fold, even after she moves away from Seattle, uh, by investigating the death of a teen who watched the tape. This is what happens in Ring 2. It appears that the first movie was kind of a waste of time, as what Rachel did ended up doing nothing as Samara found her again, and the copying of the tape did not end up ridding the curse from her and her son Aiden. I noticed a lot of common horror tropes in this movie as well. Uh, most, I would say, can be categorized as supernatural horror tropes, uh, but there are a few that are a bit more universal. The first is the whole beginning scene. 
It's a common horror trope where the whole movie is set up with the death of a young person, a teenager. Katie is killed by the curse, not a serial killer, but she is killed by Samara nonetheless. The tension is created when Katie walks around the house and the TV starts acting strange. Uh, There are a lot of moments where your eyes are drawn to the negative space. She opens the door and then close it and you look past the door, past her, to try to see down the hall. Maybe Samara will appear? I'm not sure. That's kind of the point. That, That kind of thing is used in a lot of horror movies. And a spoiler alert for a couple episodes coming down the line, Scream uses this in its opening scene with a couple payoffs where you actually see Ghostface, the killer in this movie, in that movie, in the background. The Stranger uses this with huge success. And I feel like the best strength of that film. Uh, I won't go into more uh, detail about that one because I want to save it for the episode. The more supernatural horror tropes mostly center around Aiden. He is an odd kid. He's obsessed with death, so much so that Katie apparently tells this nine-year-old kid that she was going to die because of the curse. Uh, He also is more grown-up than usual, calling his mother Rachel instead of mom or mommy. He also sings creepily later on in the movie. Uh, Children in scary movies are always meant to be creepy, I swear. And another example of that is Samara, uh, who also follows along with that. Um... She's also a child and is also very creepy. Her being the antagonist because she has a terrible past is a is pretty common among these types of movies. Uh, Silent Hill is another movie that comes to mind. Um, Samara becomes the poster child for creepy, um, and you know she appears as with her hair in front of her face, crawling out of the TV. Uh, this is mimicked by movies over and over and over again. Not just scary movie, but other movies. I wasn't expecting this movie to have cool shots, mainly because it's not really known for that, Uh, and it does get a lot of flack for how it's color graded. Uh, It's very green, as I mentioned earlier. Uh, Like, everything is green. The DreamWorks Pictures logo, which I distinctly remember being blue, is a sickly green. It just looks so out of place. But besides that, when, when, when Katie is walking back up to her room at the very beginning of the movie, uh, the camera is, is low and she walks up the stairs. The focus is on the water puddle that's on the floor that's coming out of the door. And you see Katie's reflection in the pool of water. It's, it's, it's a really cool shot. Another cool shot is when Rachel walks out on her balcony as Noah watches the tape. She's alone on the outside of her building and there's just a ton of uh, cookie cutter um balconies and she's the only one outside and the repetition of all those balconies it just looks really cool another one is written rachel um, when rachel is in the morgan home and she walks through the door and is confronted with the mirror from the tape Uh, it's mentioned earlier by noah that you should be able to see the camera in the shot uh, and that's true here uh, but you don't it's it's framed really well and it looks really really cool and it's a nice callback to what was mentioned earlier This movie is very dated, as I mentioned before. Uh, The whole method of transmission of the curse is a VHS tape and a landline phone. Uh, Samara apparently waited several years before she enacted her curse. Um, I think it's almost 30 years before she actually um, did anything. Um, And I guess that was to wait for the VHS medium the rental cabin, uh, rental cabin 12, was built on top of the well that she was in, and a VHS player was taped on top of it. 
I guess she couldn't use a laser disc or something to spread her curse. Uh, the tape had to be copied and then placed into a video rental store, which Rachel used to spread the curse later. Uh, it's assumed that those copies spawned more copies as the tape made made it to Astoria, the small town that they moved into at the end of um, at, for uh, The Ring 2. Uh, that movie was set one year later, which would have been about 2003. And as I mentioned in the intro, uh, VHS was on its way out, with the last, last VHS being made in 2005. Uh, Rings, the third movie, came out and was set in 2017. The person who was perpetuating the curse had bought a VHS player online with the tape in it. Uh, he was studying it, creating an underground group of students who copied the tape, uh, the, the movie, digitally and passed it on. With this movie came out, coming out in 2017, uh, and keep in mind, YouTube was created in 2005, how are we to believe that this cursed video wouldn't be placed on YouTube? Um, there's already a compulsion to share the video, as evidenced by multiple characters showing it to avoid the curse. That just doesn't seem right. Uh, Samara would want to feast on people who watch the video, and if it was put on YouTube, that would be an immense spread. Uh, if, if they make a Ring sequel now, uh, it would undoubtedly be centered around that. If it's not, it'll be a huge crime if they didn't. Uh, Rings should have touched on it, but they didn't. Uh, the original source material describes the curse as a virus, and the video would go viral. It's just too perfect for, for that. Overall, I did enjoy watching the movie again. Uh, I wouldn't say it held up entirely, um, but it was an interesting watch. I, I feel like the lazy story is just too much to overlook. Uh, it also wasn't as scary as I remember it. For nostalgia's sake, I would recommend you watch it again. Watching Samara climb out of the TV and terrorize her victims again is pretty fun. Next week, we'll be back with another scary movie entry in this special October scary movie special edition of Best Ever or Guilty Pleasure. Please rate and review my podcast as it does help other people see it. Uh, until next week, watch more movies. Thank you.